0: Well, welcome back, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, supporters. Thank my new co-host, Stacia T. Hey Stacia, how you doing? I'm okay, Dave. What's going on with you? Oh man, got, got good stuff going on today. Getting ready. To do some good stuff. I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be exciting to the listeners. It's getting ready to usher in some of the real meat of the of of the story of my life, of how God has uh Uh, protected me and carried me through so many intense situations so but before that we get into that I would like to apologize to the listeners also to the supporters we did have a small glitch on our last um, recording and just want to apologize and I want to be able to give you Stacia a little bit more time to to introduce yourself and to to speak more openly of of your life and things that's going on because we didn't really cover that so well last last uh recording so i just wanted to give you the opportunity to to open up and and to to meet the the listeners so go on station take it away
1: okay well my name is Stacia t i'm known in the entertainment world as lady maverick and yeah. Well, my official name is Lady Maverick NYC, but I'm known as Lady Maverick. Um, I've been in this business for the, entertain- the entertainment business since I would say the mid to late '90s. I would say about 25 or so, 20 to 25 years. So I've done everything. I, I've done everything in um, entertainment, dancing, played in bands, arranged music, produced music. I've been on radio for the last 10 years. Uh, You name it, I've done it. So I believe the last time um, I was talking about my life uh, as a dancer in the clubs, um, Mm -hmm. not to confuse with stripper.
0: I I wasn't a stripper. <laughs> you know, you know I'm I'm glad you cleared that up because I know that was one of the glitches when you was saying that I think I spoke at the same time and it almost sounded like as if you said you was a stripper. So I swore oh. I to be I mean, i mean, not saying that. I mean, you know cuz some people go down that path. I'm, not, I'm I'm not trying to knock anybody. I mean, but I'm really glad to to clear that up because that's not what you did. And the thing about the dancing that I want to speak briefly myself on is that I definitely understood where you're coming from because that time of my life, um, I was uh, in club dancing too. And it, a lot of people might not know about house music and and that hard club dancing that we would we used, we used to party and dance from when we got in maybe 11 o'clock at night when we got into the club to six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. We come outside, the sun is bright and. That's how hard we used to dance. So I understand when you're talking about a club dancer. Okay, so go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I had I have mostly fond memories of those days. You know, I was young, I was carefree, I didn't have any responsibilities. My daughter wasn't born yet, so um, I had fun. But there were some things down the road that I've I've personally seen. I've went down um, a particular path myself. But I will say that most of the things I've, i would have gotten i i probably would have gotten involved in i didn't because i remember talking about this the last time we were on that i've always had a foundation in my life and Christ. that was god so i was around the situations i was around the drugs i was around the dr- my my drugs or toys were alcohol and weed i didn't i was around the hard stuff but i didn't do it you know right. but at the same time that was the lifestyle i was living i was i was bohemian i was carefree i was mm-hmm. doing whatever i mean you're 19 20 years old you're gonna get in you, you that's that's where your mindset is you know i was right. in college and stuff. What? Yep. you know and i wanted to join the military i never could get in because of you know because of my eyesight so Dancing and music was just my my avenues. I mean, I did all, I did, I did it all. And you know, I've met celebrities along the way. Um, okay. yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I know I've 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 met. I, it's, it's. I know that we spoke offline about this, but it's 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 so many I've met. Um, I know I've met the Dramatics. I've met Blue Magic. I've met mm-hmm. so many people, and and. Further down the podcast, I'll go into more stories about how I met those artists. Okay, um, but I've met a lot. I've met so many, and but like I said, I I saw a lot of devices. What Barry Gordy would say, the pre who was um, a Motown legend himself, he owned Motown Records. What he called right. the cycle of success, Ooh. and what it is is first you go from being nobody. Well, not nobody, but nobody really knows who you are. Right. So now you're making a name for yourself and you're going into these circles and vices that you normally wouldn't do. You get into because everybody else was doing it and anybody right. could fall into that. I almost did. I will say that, mm-hmm. especially with mm-hmm. smoking weed.
0: Well, That's- I didn't. I did. Well, we're we'll getting deeper into my story. You're going to see how I definitely fell into the crowds. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. So um, like I said, for the most part, I skirted a lot of issues I would have, um, I would have been involved, I would have been involved in, but I was a lot around a lot of it, especially being the dance in the clubs. And um, towards the late nineties, they started to phase us dances out because the DJs, I will will say they were jealous because we were the ones that got people on the dance floor. Right, right, right. And the DJs, the DJs didn't like that. They wanted to be featured. So they started phasing us out towards the late 90s. And I got into DJing after that. So it was like, okay, well, you could stop on one thing, but... Right,
0: right. So...
1: That's basically what happened. I went into DJing. I DJed before. I, I learned under my dad and my stepdad. But dancing was my concentration at the time. But once they started phasing us out, we mm. went and I went into DJing and um, around that and, and and fast forward to the late nineties, I, I gave birth to Maya in ninety-eight. So a lot of that I had to stop because I had to raise her and in that business, you're only as good as your last thing that you've done. Right. So right. I put a lot of the a lot of my so I put a lot of the entertainment stuff I was doing on hold because you know I was a okay. single mom and I started raising her. And
0: right. Now I got a quick question real quick. Um, since you already fast forward, I want to go back just a little bit. Um, did you i think we spoke about this off off air that you were saying that one of your goals were you wanted to uh dance for the alvin haley group
1: yes i did i did want i um that was always a dream of mine and i, I always mm. wanted to try out for his group but um my mom didn't think that was a good vocation for me so i never went to the audition Okay. You know, so that was through the reason why. She knew it was in my heart, but she was like, No, you can't make dance you can't make money as a dancer. Well, I did, but <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't want to disrespect her. I was upset, but you know, you live in a mom's house. So I never got to audition. However, when I became more of an adult, I started taking their classes at their school that I'm still doing to this day. So I'm still kinda doing what I want what, what I would like to do just not in a professional realm I still their 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 classes so you know especially okay. with the COVID the school has been closed but they've been doing a lot of virtual stuff so I what still do know? my stuff I'm just, just okay. not in a professional realm
0: so now I interrupted you again I know you had said fast forward and you was talking about um, from 98
1: right 98 Mm -hmm. I gave birth to Maya and in 99, December of 98 I gave birth to Maya and in 99, March of 99 to be exact I moved to the Poconos I couldn't um, I needed family help and I didn't have any family out in upstate New York, uh, Schenectady, New York to be exact so I I did at first but my grandmother went my mom was building her house and my grandmother left upstate to go help my mom and stayed And after I gave birth to Maya, I decided to jump and go to the Poconos. And I moved with her. Maya was about three months old. And um, I was, oh boy, I was um, 25, 26 years old, I would say. Mm -hmm. And we moved to the Poconos after that. And it started my life. And I kind of started my life again at 25 years old with with a baby you know and in in the poconos right right she's now 21 so i spent the i spent all her life in the poconos i've since moved to pittsburgh this year right okay
0: well well thank you so much and I'm, i'm sure the listeners will appreciate that because they definitely were, were asking me, well, what happened to the rest of that story? What happened to, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, and, you know, we had a hard time getting that, that, uh, that episode, uh, uh, on air and completed, but we edited it and it came out pretty decent, but I'm really glad that, uh, we're able to get on this next one and be able to delve in a little bit more about, about yourself. And I'm sure, you know, in the future of our podcast, we're going to be delving into different, um, aspects of your life and different situations. So what we're going to do now, I, I really, really just like to just say a brief prayer, you know, and because re- I really do thank God for um, for allowing us to to have this venue to be able to speak and tell stories of how uh, our life has has gone and the different things that that God has brought us through and protected us through through all these different times. So let me just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we truly thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for our listeners and thank you for our supporters. Thank you for Stacia T being with us, dear God. But most of all, thank you, Heavenly Father, for being with us and protecting us as we continue to go forward and as we learn to reinvent ourselves, hopefully being able to reach someone's ears and hearts that they will be able to be brought closer to you during this time. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we truly pray and we thank you. And I also pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, all be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so going to jump back just a little bit, we're going to touch on uh, the last days in Germany, because that was the last episode, pretty much spoke about Germany and how uh, God had uh, brought me um to my knees and and how i i felt like i was living in a holy ghost college a lot of people don't understand that but what i am working on right now i didn't tell you this station but i have gotten contact with at least two or three people that were in the church that i was in in bamberg germany in 1982-83 oh, okay so yeah i'm really looking forward to hopefully uh having them on the show in the near future to to maybe so, because, you know, I don't remember everything. I mean, there was so many things that happened. Yeah. Each, each, each you know, each individual had got uh, something else happened to them. So I'm really looking forward to, to having one or two or hopefully three of them come on at different times and to, to speak about what they remembered and what happened in their and, eyes. And it's, so, and
1: it's good feel- that you say that, Dave, because I know I kind of okay. gave, gave the fast story of my life Right in the in the 10 minutes there So I'm glad you're doing that Because I know once we do this podcast More I'll reveal a little bit more of myself
0: Right right Oh that's awesome Yeah that, that's really good So back to Germany Okay things were going great I mean I'm talking about the spirit of God Was moving so powerfully I mean I've seen like I said so many different um, Blessings that people Receive whether it was people physical disabilities or mental disabilities or spiritual disabilities and, and how God had moved in their lives and, and changed people's lives so many times. And so my, my stay over there was 18 months. And I would say probably the last six months that I was there is where I met my soon-to-be first wife. Now, of course, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. So, you know, if she happens to hear this, I mean, I'm not lying. I'm telling the honest God's truth of what I remember, you know, and, um, you know, it was it was amazing. I think I mentioned I mentioned that when I was in Germany, I um, I became a choir director. And it, first when we started it was like a choir director of like four or five people. But before I left, it was a choir di- choir of maybe 42, 43 people. And we used to travel all over Germany and we used to um, uh, sing praises uh, to God to so many people. And and that was amazing to be able to do that, to reach so many people. And it's amazing right when I'm thinking about it, I actually visualize one of those times and we used to sing and and people would be touched so deeply. So I'm, I'm really, I was blessed to be able to be a part of that for sure. You know, now Meeting my first wife, I was also considered uh, like a deacon or a young minister at this time. Like I said, it was probably my last six, maybe five months of of being over there. And so when I met her, I was um, I wasn't preaching, but I was on the I was on the stage with the other pastors and the, and the the bishops as they were preaching. And I remember seeing her in a in the audience, and I'm I'm sure it was. It was a, a physical thing what I seen because she was very beautiful, and you know the thing about the thing about when when the Bible says if you find him he who finds a good wife finds a good thing okay. It also speaks about the fact of if you can't if you can't contain yourself sexually that is better to marry than to burn okay. Wow. So those two, things, yeah, it's pretty powerful that that is scripture and I knew about that. And I hadn't, I hadn't been with a woman that whole time I was there. Um, I didn't have any girlfriends or anything. It was all s- strictly about um, learning the Bible, studying the Bible, um, how to pray, um, how to, to call on the spirit of God and things like that. So when I met her or when I first seen her, I, it was definitely a physical attraction and the attraction You know, I remember speaking to another uh, minister that was there. We was in, we call it bivouac. We used to have to go out into deep in the woods. And we trained out there in the woods for like a month or something, sometimes. And I remember him always telling me, Dave, I had a dream. That's your wife. That's supposed to be your wife. And I was like, man, I said, you sure? You know, (laughs) why do they do that? You you (laughs) you got to be (laughs) honest.
1: Like on That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> I was like, why
0: did you do that? You know, he, he convinced me, he really convinced me that she was the one for me. He could see it all. She, her and I walking down the aisle oh, and, and this and, and he, did, he sold that to me and I believed it. And like I said, so so I got to meet her and <clears throat> and I told her, you know, you know, how I felt. I felt like she was supposed to be my wife. And she was honest. She said, Well, I don't I didn't see that. She was honest. She was like, I don't I don't know about that. I don't mm-hmm. know. This now this is this is funny because I didn't think about this when I was writing my notes, but she had said, I don't know. I don't know about this because God didn't show me anything. But that didn't stop me. I still pursued her, I still courted her. You know, we didn't do a lot of dating and stuff because only time we would see each other was when her church and our church came together so it wasn't like she was in the same vicinity that i was in she was in another part of germany but every other month or uh, maybe a once out of a month her church would come to ours and then that's how i would see her and so on so like i said this this minister you know he convinced me that yeah, she's supposed to be your wife and I was like, all right, well, maybe you're right. You know, he I, he was he was more into he was he was a minister longer than I was. I mean, I was I was probably what, maybe 1920 at the time, and he was probably you know 40 42 or something. So I, I considered him you know an elder as far as in the right. ministry. But you know, hey, you know, like I said, you know, be careful. What I, I know. Say to me, be
1: careful. <laughs> When someone those says elders, yeah, think, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so funny oh my no god
1: to those but, who are elders but some of y'all be doing the most
0: <laughs> you, know it. You, you know it you know it and they don't realize what they they sending you down the path they think it, they, they might think they're doing a good thing but you know honestly when, when, when you hear the way this story ended it wasn't a good yeah. thing at all you know Thank God I didn't have any children um, with this, with this, um, with my first wife. So I'm very grateful for that because um, as you go into the story,
1: you'll,
0: yeah. you, I, I, I escaped that. I escaped that. God definitely uh, cleared me from that. So I was grateful I for that. You. Now, another thing about, about meeting someone and, and, you know, you think that this is for you, counseling It is so important to have counseling with your not just the, the elder but a true uh pastor someone that has studied the, the the scriptures and really knows the plan that God has for us as far as uh, living a Christian life. Now we had counseling and this the counselor that we had was um from Bishop Butler that was his name. he passed away. what a great powerful man of God. Okay. oh my goodness and but but um we had counseling with him we had counsel with my pastor my pastor was a woman her name was pastor leti Kalia. and she was also amazing very powerful woman of god but they both on both different counseling told us we think that you should wait wow <laughs> you <know>? that's wait. <laughs> yeah they, they literally told us we should you should wait And and get to know each other better, because honestly, we did not know each other. I mean, like I said, we met the last five, five or six months that I was there, and and we've maybe seen each other maybe six or seven times, maybe maybe ten. Let's say ten times safely that we've seen each other within those last six, uh, five or six uh, months. Wow! And with the counselor that. yeah, it wasn't a lot of time, And they literally told us that we think that you guys should wait. But, you know, like I said, that scripture that says it's better to marry than to burn. So if you start feeling like you can't contain your your sexual urges, then it's probably better that you marry than to have sex and and, and and get into deeper trouble. But, you know, right. like I said, everybody... Everybody go through different things, so like I said, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I met someone in the church, thinking that it was that it was God's gift, right. and then I was completely and wrong. You know what's, and You know, I'm, let me say something that?
1: here. You know what's what's crazy about uh-huh. that is that you know I grew up, I grew up in the um within the Christian household as well, and um the the it's 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 like you you get you learn the Bible and. And you read those very words that you said. And right. I don't know if you felt this, but I know there's many times that I was in, in my dating, when I was dating, I used to feel guilty that I'm dating mm-hmm. someone. I've never been married. So, you right, know, so right. it's like th- there were times I don't feel it now, but I would, there were times where I would date or be somebody's girlfriend and then it doesn't work out. It's like, OK, so what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, so, right. Yeah, you you yeah. wanna you wanna follow what the Bible says and then something doesn't happen right. So you wonder is it me or mm-hmm. was it a life's force? Was it God that said no, you know? Right, so I don't right. know if you felt that way during that time with with, with, with your ex wife that you found this person, you married her yeah. and then things happened, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely felt that way because I I felt like I made a huge mistake, a huge mistake, and I should have listened to the counseling. That that was the key, listening to the counseling. And if I mean, if the counselor said, you know, we really believe in our hearts that this is what God wants for you guys, and they, they never said what what I appreciated with the counseling is that they they didn't say that they felt God wanted this, God right. wanted that, but they didn't say. That they felt that God is really leading them to say that we should be married. Oh, okay. So since so since they didn't feel like that, they would they felt compelled to say that they felt that we should wait. Right. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, that's that's an honest uh, statement to say. If if I don't hear from God and you want to know about getting married, then you know I think the best thing if you didn't hear from God is to say, I think you should wait, get to know each other better, make sure that this is what what not just what you two want, but is this what God mm-hmm. wants?
1: true
0: so you know so that's that's how we ended up there now now i can't say for a fact now this is a this is a touchy subject because um you know we we spoke a little bit about this off air and um i i want to kind of introduce this one thing because i i am into reading books and i didn't get this book Uh yet but it's a new book it's a new book and it's on oprah's um book club it's, it's, it's called Hidden Valley Road by Robert uh, Cooker Cooker okay. Cooker C O C O C K E R, and it, it it speaks about these twelve children and their family that were dealing with um, schizophrenia. Now, this is a very serious uh, situation. to Anyone that's dealing with these these types of uh, situations, and I highly uh, I gotta put it out there. If anyone that feels like they're having any type of mental illness or any types of um, hearing voices or, or things like that, and that you get help because it, it is a disease and it is something that they they've been working on for many years now. So there is help for for people that have these type of situations. And the reason why I bring this up is because I don't I don't I want to I don't want to be very sensitive to this part of the subject that I'm going to speak about. Because um, it, it, it's very serious. It's a yeah. serious situation, and maybe this is why. Maybe this is why the pastors told us to wait to, to know each other. Because I think if I would have waited and find out, found out more about her and her family, that I might have seen um, some of this illness, and I might have, might have been able to um, go a different okay. direction. So so now I can't say for a fact that her family had any mental illness however I do feel like it was true okay Okay. That's my, this is my feelings how I, I feel about it you know and so <laughs> I want to speak speaking about I want to mention her brother you know I love that, that young man when I met him you know like I said you know we had just gotten married we came back we left Germany we came back we had like a 30 day leave she went home. I went home with her. Met her family, and then she, you know, we—I I believe, I believe we got married in New York. Honestly, I can't even remember where we got married. To be honest with you, but I know we had a, 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 oh, we yeah, we got married in my little church in in Brooklyn, New York. I love that church, Second Saint Paul. A lot of great memories there as far as um them helping me to to get on the right path. But uh, we we had the wedding there, and you know that was sad in a way too because one of my one of my high school, well, even before high school, my high, one of my first loves in my life, mm. I met in that church, mm. and to go to have a wedding at that church, and break her heart because mm. you know, mm. I tell you, I, I did a lot of, I did a, a lot of heart in my life, and and it was because I was, I was so insensitive of of to to people's feelings, and I, you know, I do want to apologize to anyone that's listening that has been underneath my. My crushing of the heart, you know, because I did some heart crushing in my time, and and I, I, I still to this day, I always ask God to forgive me, and I pray for for all my friends um, that that I that were very that I was very close with right. back then, and you know. But so now, I just want to just speak. Um, I'm getting ready to speak about the family, and so we went to her house. We went to her home. We stayed there. I met her brother he was younger than her and she asked me to speak with him because, you know, he seemed like he had a lot of issues. And so I spoke with him it was just him and I, you know, young minister to a young man. And, you know, I wasn't preaching to him. I just was listening to him and, you know, and he was telling me, he said, you know, honestly, I don't really tell a lot of people this, but you know, I hear voices. I hear voices telling me to do things that I know I'm not supposed to do. And so I prayed with him and spoke with him and, and, um, I believe that the prayer worked and that he was going to be fine. So we go back. Now that was all. We went back to, to New York, got married, and then we moved to uh, Fort Meade, Maryland. That's where we okay. were stationed. And <laughs> so sad, man, because her brother, eventually, he committed suicide. Wow. He, they um They had to commit him because, and when I spoke to him before, he... I spoke to him in the hospital. I went to we went to go visit and I spoke with him in the hospital and they committed him because he tried to burn the house wow. down. Wow. And, and I, I asked him, I was like, listen, I said, you know, I said, you, you sound like a real bright young man. And I said, we prayed together the last time and he said, Yeah, you know, and I really feel like that worked. He said, but that voice just kept coming back. And the voice told him to burn, to start a fire in the kitchen and burn the house wow. down. And that's what he, yeah, and that's what he tried to do, and and so they locked him up, they put him in a mental um, institution, and you know, like I said, when I spoke to him about that, you know, what can I say? I mean, I kind of felt bad. I almost, you know, as a young minister, I felt like I, I, I let I let yeah. him down, you know. Now I know it wasn't my fault, but I still felt like as if it was my fault. So in in, in speaking on this, I just I, I want the listeners to understand that during that time. I already started feeling defeated. I already was starting to feel defeated as a, a young man God. Right. Then he committed suicide. Like I said, right after that, like maybe about a week after meeting him in the hospital, he committed suicide. So that's why I was feeling defeated. And, you know, I didn't think about, you know, I wasn't thinking about um, mental illness in the family. Is it is it um, hereditary or anything like that? Those things right. weren't on my mind, you know. Now, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there for a hot second. I'm gonna ask you. So far on this topic we're speaking about, what's your take on it? How do you feel?
1: I think when uh, at that age, you know, in your twenties and stuff, you feel you know everything, but you you know. You, as you mm-hmm. get older, you you realize that you didn't really know much at that time. Right. So I think you only did what you thought was right at that time, and you know, by 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 being there for him, and mm-hmm. the guilt that you felt because you felt that I think maybe you felt that you at, you know you wanted you was trying to save him from. Yeah, yeah you know and when it didn't happen how you inva- how you imagined it that guilt came in because you really wanted to save him. You know right and yeah, yeah. I, I know mental illness at that time wasn't really as spotlighted as it is now. So Absolutely. it wasn't really much of a of an education on how about schizophrenia, depression any 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 mental illness you know so right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I i could safely say that um that you you just th- you just probably thought you you could save him by by prayer and you and prayer does work but when that pr- when it didn't work right. this time that's when the guilt came in you know yeah yeah um i know for me mm-hmm. i uh I dealt dealt with some issues myself. Um, I was diagnosed with depression. Mm -hmm. I was, after giving birth to Maya, I Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with clinical depression, postpartum depression.
0: Right, right.
1: Which postpartum depression was supposed to last, I think maybe six months or so. Or something like that, but I can't remember. But um, when it went over that threshold, I still was having these feelings of anger of sadness of hopelessness and everything else so they diagnosed me with clinical depression and at that time Mm -hmm. they prescribed me uh i can't remember the name of the drug but it was um it was it was a controversial drug at the time controversial in the sense Mm -hmm. that it was it had just came out and um, they didn't know all the symptoms. And one of the symptoms was if you take it, um, it could heighten those feelings of sadness. Mm-hmm. Right. I oh, forgot yeah. the name of the drug, but it'll come to me. But um, I never filled the prescription because I was afraid that that was going to happen to me. So I never filled right. the prescription. But through Catholic women's... Mm-hmm. Um, through Catholic... It's... it's it's a, I forgot the name of the organization but it's through a Catholic Women's church that I lived by um, they provided free counseling for me so um, good, good, but good, when good. I had to leave and come up there I abruptly stopped the, mm. the therapy so but I right. thought I was okay you know Mm-hmm. And but but again, you, you're talking about a time in the late '90s, early 2000s where it wasn't really out, it wasn't really um, understood that mental illness was an illness. It was still a stigma against that. So I never told. Actually, this is the first time mm-hmm. I'm really talking about it.
0: You wow. Know, okay. Well, we appreciate your your openness. We definitely appreciate that for sure, because so many people need to hear it. You know. You know, we think that, you know, we went through something and like I said, this is your first time talking about it. How many people are listening and have not even, you know, talked about it with anyone and and is dealing with this. And when I was dealing with this situation, this was, um, I I ETS out of the military in 85 of March. So this was probably around 84. 84. So I mean this was I mean this was something that you know dealing with this and so now what I want to do is I want to just go a little deeper into the story cuz
1: right, because right. it gets
0: deeper like I said mental illness is it can be it can be hereditary and that's why I mentioned the book that um that I was um that I'm planning on on ordering um on the Oprah Winfrey book club Hidden Valley Road anyone that's interested in reading about this story cuz this story talks about 12 children that in, in the family, I, I think at least 6 or 7 of them had mental illness or schizophrenia and so did the mother so, you know, it's a, it's a good read I'm sure because, you know, Oprah Winfrey doesn't play when right. it comes down to the book so, so now uh, let me get, get a little bit deeper into the story of mm-hmm. my wife, my first wife okay, he passed away I'm dealing with this, um, this weight on my heart we did not have a church home in 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 Fort Meade Maryland. There was no church, no groups that I knew about or anything. It was just her and myself and and every now and then we would spend that money to call Germany to talk to our pastors. And you know, pretty much their advice was to pray. They would pray with us over the phone, and we would pray a lot. I would, I would insist that we would pray on, you know, kneel on the, before the bed and say prayers, and you know, prayer before the food and things like that. So, you know, we we we, we worked very hard. We both was in the military. She was a higher rank than me. She was E six. I was E four. And I was in the infantry unit. I wasn't in infantry, but I was in the infantry unit. I was I worked in the motor pool, so and I did all the paperwork in the motor pools for signing out the vehicles for alerts so being an infantry unit we used to have alerts and we would go to the field to train for weeks at a time so so she's left home alone she she didn't go to the field she she worked in the um in headquarters so she never really did any training like that she only did stuff with signing people in and out and, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. probably what you do, mm-hmm. you know, as right. far as your job now. But, but uh, so, you know, so we worked a lot. We worked very hard. And, like I said, no church. And things got bad. Things started to get bad. And <laughs> You know, and it, it it didn't I didn't even see it coming. You know, I, I thought that things were, were not that bad. I thought it was okay. It was marriage, you know, we together, you know, I gotta work, I gotta go away to work, and right. you know. So when I was yeah, but when I was home, since we both work, this is something that a lot of married couples deal with and a lot of people don't realize, if you both work, how do you have time right. to clean the house? You know, how do you have time to prepare a proper meal so those were some of the things that was starting to get really difficult because me being a, a neat freak being in the military i come home she come home at the same time the house is uh in disarray because we both was rushing out in the morning now we come home and nobody's we're real tired nobody's really going to be cleaning the house so you know i i, I tried to I tried to 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 make some time To make a special right. evening And Like I said earlier One of her words The words she said Before we even got married Was I don't know I don't know And I never really It never really bothered me That much in the beginning But what happened was During our marriage She would say that a lot Like I was saying Well what's wrong Why are you She had this look on her face, always like a disappointment. And, you know, I was doing everything I could as a husband. I was loving her. I was, you know, trying to clean the house when I could. And, you know, we both would prepare meals here and there. And and like I said, there was no church. There was no small group. There was no, there was, there was nothing to help us to grow. And, and when that happened, you know, (laughs) That's honest to God, things really took yeah. a turn for the worse. You know, the, the biggest words that kept ringing in my head, I know I'm going to say this and it's not like I'm repeating myself, but I don't know. Right. I don't know. And I, I remember asking her, this come down towards the end, that where when she would say it so much, she never had an answer for me what right. she didn't know. I was like, you know, I'm doing everything I can as a man to make you happy and I see you're not happy. So what is it that you don't know? You know, so one mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. I was right. I was off, I had day off. I think we came back from training and I had the day off. So I spent the whole day cleaning the house. I'm talking about right. top to bottom. It wasn't, it was an apartment. It was a one bedroom, you know, apartment, really nice little apartment. And I spent the day cleaning everything. I even opened up some of our new gifts that we had got from the from the wedding that we hadn't opened. And one of the things that I opened was silk sheets. Now you know I'm trying to be romantic by <laughs> busting out the silk sheets.
1: Come okay, Laverne. You know, so, right. <laughs> this is so funny. So <laughs> much.
0: My family, my wife, and my kids—they say that like Alexis, when she was a baby, she used to think when she seen Gerald LeVert on TV, <laughs> she thought that was me. Okay. So, so, that, so that's a, that's a funny running joke in the house that I, that I guess I look like Joe LeVert. I never see it, <laughs> but
1: that's what they say. But, hey, take that as a compliment, okay? Because I mean, he wasn't bad looking
0: and he was okay. really cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I was on my cool game at this time I mean I bust out the silk sheets but now there's something about silk sheets that if you never had silk sheets they come with this pack of uh, that, something that keeps the it's like a powder that keep, I guess keeps the, the the silk fresh so it doesn't um, dry oh, okay. rod or whatever so and I didn't realize that I, I didn't know I didn't know anything about that I just put the sheets out so we'll get back to that in a minute made the bed, made the bed, silk sheets, flowers. I, I, you know, cooked a meal. I mean, I wasn't a special meal. I mean, I, I when I did rice back then, I used to do the instant rice, you know, you take the bag and boil it, and it in the water, and did, you know, two or three
1: minutes <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was some of the best rice I've ever had. I was,
0: I, we don't, we don't do that. Pam does the rice. And so she's yeah. a really good cook now. So, but, but, uh, you know, so I had the, the, the meal was being cooked. The, the house was smelling good with the, the food. I think I made pork chops and vegetables and rice and maybe some, the rolls or something like that. So of course she comes in. As soon as she walks in the door, I'm expecting her to go, oh my goodness, you really hooked this place up. What do you think her first words was out her mouth?
1: What in the world is this?
0: No, oh. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. You don't know what. What you? What you don't know? I don't
0: understand what you don't know. You don't know that I I mean, she's looking around the house like as if I brought demons in the house or something. You know, like I, like something was spiritually wrong in the house. But what it was was that I, I cleaned. I, 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 the bathroom, everything was smelling good. The food was cooking. I had the table set. I mean, you know, doing my thing probably had some nice music going on at the same it time.
1: Had, it must have it's been like, okay. a true blow to not only your, because we all have them, egos, but it was a blow to your heart. Oh, yeah. Because you really loved her and tried to make things yes. better. And then she took it as, and yes. was, mostly because of her, her mental illness, she took it as, yeah, whatever.
0: Right. And yeah. it, it, it hurt me. It hurt me. I was determined to to fight that and to make this night a special night. Now on that note, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna get into into the meat of this story right here. So after a word from our sponsors, <laughs> we will be <laughs> right back. <laughs> welcome back thank you so much for joining us again this is david james jardine jr other known as djj along with my co-host
1: stacia t hey stacia welcome back hi dave welcome back that was quick
0: <laughs> it's not going to seem quick when, to the to the to the listeners when i when i put the commercial in there and everything but you know
1: i know i know <laughs>
0: But so I just wanted to take a quick break because that that was a nice long segment and I really appreciate that I, that went really well. So I just wanted to kind of um to wrap it up and, and finish
1: speaking about about this. Did, did
0: you want to make any comments or anything on so where we have so I far?
1: Like to make is um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you you kind of told from a man's point of view how a man would feel when a woman, you know gives a reaction that you expect especially when you um was trying to do your best to be a good husband um I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we as women and I'm not it it probably in her case too probably sometimes we we women don't realize how um you know how 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 hard y'all try to make us happy I, I can't speak for all, cause right. I did date some really um, questionable people, but <laughs> we'll get more into that. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> but for the most part, if you are with somebody that's trying to do the most for you, sometimes, sometimes as you know, we're only human, and sometimes we take it for granted. You know, um, yeah. we don't. Sometimes we don't know we are doing that. So sometimes it's always good to have that communication mm. and stuff. But I know in your case, in this scenario, it wasn't really it wasn't really enough time for y'all to really sit down and say anything to really talk about it. And then y'all didn't know each other going into the marriage. So y'all didn't know how to communicate right. with each other at that time. So I'm just, I'm just grateful mm-hmm. to hear from a man's point of view how a man would feel because you guys always walk around with some type mm-hmm. of mask on, like y'all could take the blows. But sometimes, right, we like to hear from a man's point of view. At least I, I, I'm speaking for me, really. How a man would feel when mm-hmm. you're doing the most, and we just kind of brush it off, you know?
0: Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's huge. That that is huge, you know, because, um, I mean, in any relationship, you know, there's always the one person that's trying to, to do their best to be romantic or be um, open and and trying to win that heart of, of their the the one that they love, and yeah, it's true. If if the if the person is not receiving it properly it is a blow to to the other heart it is a blow it it is definitely a a, definitely a hard blow and but this thing what happened it happened this this night (laughs) this night this all happened very fast okay this this what i'm about to speak on all happened in this one night so that it was it was very very devastating i mean and uh, okay, so those big words, I don't know. So I said, "Look, why don't you just go inside, get yourself cleaned up, go take your shower? I'm still working on the dinner. By the time you come out, have dinner on the table. We'll sit down, we'll have a nice meal. We'll talk about how your day went, how my day went, or you know, maybe some things we need to just discuss about for ourselves. So go ahead, you go ahead and get yourself together. So she does. She goes into the bathroom." I'm still cleaning, cooking or whatever. And I start hearing her in the bathroom. Now, now, I'm a true believer in speaking in tongues. I mean, speaking, a lot of people don't understand speaking in tongues. It is a language that your right. soul speaks to God. And you might not even understand exactly what it's saying, but this, your spirit knows. So it, you know, converses with God and talks about things that needs to help you and it will better your life okay so i'm a firm believer in that i've I've heard a lot of tongue speaking i i think about speaking in tongues you should never speak in tongues with someone unless you have someone that's going to interpret what you're saying because if you don't you're only going to confuse that person and they're going to think you're crazy okay that's that's pretty much a basic rule of, of speaking believe in a tongues.
1: Person now who speaks in tongues and says to you that they know what they said. <laughs> well, honestly, there is a there is a
0: there is a way that we're I mean, this is someone that is really uh, really living the true life of God, that God God can speak through them, speaking in tongues and he can give them the interpretation and tell them that this is what, what i believe god is saying now i believe that too but however it's very few and far in between because you know really it's a confusing thing for the other person and how is that person supposed to really right. believe right that, that's that person said that so i understand yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's very touchy it's a very that's why in this day you don't hear a lot of 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 people that truly believe in god just speaking in tongues just start rambling off with a different language uh, unknown language you know because it's confusing and it makes people think that you're crazy so so now i I'm, I'm hearing her in the shower and she's speaking in some tongue some kind of tongue language and honestly it was nothing i've ever heard before and it sounded very scary and i felt like she was not talking to god but she was talking wow. to the devil that's how i was feeling but I, want to, I didn't want to, um, what's the word? I didn't want to, you know, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to, you know, try to feel like I was like telling her, you're not doing this right. Or I didn't want to do that. So I figured, okay, well, maybe, okay, well, maybe she's, she's talking to God and I just don't know the language. Okay. That's fine. So hopefully this is going to be a good thing for us. She's going to come out in a, in a different Attitude, a different right. um tone. No, I was wrong. She came out, the same look on her face and the same word. I don't know. I don't know. Like, look, come on now. You're you really starting to really get to me with this, I don't know. So she's we sit down, sit down to dinner. The rice I was telling you about, she's eating some of the rice, and I, I promise you, she was eating the rice like as if it yeah. had fish bones in it eating rice like there's fish bones in it. I'm like, well, what's what's going on with you? Why, are you? why are you eating that? There's no bones. We got pork chops and, and rice and vegetables. Why are you eating the rice like as if it got bones in it? I don't know. I don't know. I said, look, you're really starting to irritate me with this. I don't know. What is it that you don't know? So I finally okay. got her to tell me what she was thinking. She was thinking that I was trying to kill her. That's deep. She, yeah, she literally was thinking that I was trying to harm her, that I was trying to destroy her, and I was like, yeah. "How could you even think that?" I said, "One that's praying with you on your on our knees, praying to God, calling out mm. to God." Mm. You know, I love you. I said, "I love you." I said, "I can't see how you could think that." She said, "Well, I just don't know. I just I can't. I don't know what to tell you. I just that's how I feel. I just feel like you you trying." Something you're trying to destroy me, and you're trying to kill. Me. Again, I did not put two and two together that this was possibly the same type of episode that she was dealing with, wow. like her brother was dealing with. Yeah. Now, again, this is all in one night. This is all in the same night. So, okay, we finish eating. All right, let's let's go and pray. Let's go before let's go before our bed and pray. We pray call on god again get up we go into bed get a little romantic you know i'm trying to put right. all this i don't know stuff behind me you know and, and i remember i i'm trying to remember the sequence because i'm not it was so long ago but i i remember i have to stop right there because what happened was during that i don't know i don't know thing she might have told me that before but i really remember her telling me that that night that she thought that I was trying to kill her. But somehow some way I got to speak to my mother on the phone and told my mother I said, Mom, I don't know if I want to, if I can deal with this because she's feeling like she thinks thinks I'm trying to kill her. So I I said to her mom, I said, I don't know, I might have to get out of this marriage. I think I made a big mistake. She said, well, Davey, she said, you promised before God and all those witnesses that you will stick with this marriage till death do you part. And I remember asking my mother. I said, "Mom, I said, do you want me to leave this marriage by death?" She <laughs> oh, said, "No, oh, I think you better God. leave if it's I that realize. bad." <laughs> it was funny because mom was mom was true. She, my, my, my mom, I felt like my mom was a saint on this earth. That's how I felt. My mom was amazing. I, I'll talk some more about my mom in the future. But but uh, when she told me that. I was like, okay, yeah. I said, yeah, I guess I'm, I might have to get ready to plan to, to make this exit. Now, that night, we, when we was in the bed, and honestly, I believe we did make love, you know, because I was really trying to do the whole nine yards of being the man trying to show I really love her. I woke, I woke up out of a sound sleep like that. And when I woke up, she was kneeling no over me and she had a pill in her hand and it was like she was oh. gonna put the pillow over my face. I jumped up out of the bed, fell out of the bed, hit my head on the nightstand. I got up, I said, I'm out of here. I said, you are not gonna kill me thinking that I'm trying to kill you. I said, no, I, oh I can't live goodness, like man. that. It's not gonna happen. And I, now the, the strange thing about this, and I spoke to my brother about this and he reminded me that that night I started packing I was getting ready to go I was going back to the base I wasn't staying in no more and she was flipping out throwing stuff at me jumping mm-hmm. on my back
1: mm-hmm. and
0: right when that was happening oh boy. a knock was at my door it was my brother my older brother Tony and and he said, Dave, he said, what in the world is going on? I said, man, I got to get out of here. You're going to help me? He said, yeah, let's go. He said, he said, Dave, you know what? I was on my way from South Carolina to New York. I was going home to visit mom and something told me to stop by Maryland and wow. see how you were doing. Yeah, it was that crazy. And I got out of there and that was it. And then that was really the end of our marriage. But the prayer that preceded that was when I spoke about Revelations, uh, I believe it was Revelations um, 315 where God says I know your deeds and I know that it's. I'd rather you be hot or cold because if you were lukewarm pretty much at the time of judgment I'm going to spit you out of my mouth so I was like God, I said I've been through so much right now I don't think I can be hot anymore I said, I'm, I'm devastated, you know, from the, from the, the brother committing suicide, from this woman trying to kill me. And and I, I just have to make a different change. I have to change. So I said, God, and this was my prayer. And I'm not saying for anyone to make this prayer, because I believe I made a big mistake by, by using this, this scripture as an escape goat for me right. to not be hot for God. I could have still been hot for God. I could have still, right. you know, uh, did what I was supposed to do. But I didn't. I decided to that I wasn't going to be hot. I was going to be cold because I didn't want to be in the middle. I didn't want him to spit me out of his mouth during at the day of judgment. So that prayer to me was the ultimate prayer that led me to this path of destruction that I was on for possibly wow. the next seven years. And this is what we're gonna get into in the next episode. Um, after I after I left her and how bad things had gotten. And um, the fact that I, I just barely got, was able to get out of the military wow. uh, without getting kicked out. Cause my had gotten so bad and the things I've done was so bad. But um, I think I was able to get out. I was out, they called it other than honorable discharge. So after seven years, um, I w- it changed over to honorable discharge, so of course now I'm I'm yeah, hon- like honorably discharge discharged. But, yeah, well, I think yeah. they call it Chapter Thirteen. It was a difference. Chapter Thirteen and Chapter Fourteen was the difference of you being kicked right, with right. no benefits whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, so. But so I, I did have the benefits and everything worked out. But but like I said, that prayer that I made had changed my life dramatically. Go. So that's we're gonna end. We're gonna end our uh, episode on that. Do you, you have any any comments you for how what? powerful I, I, I was? usually
1: have uh, a word of something in my mouth. I don't have one now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it was I crazy. Feel, feel I'm like trying to tell emoji, you, It was so you know, crazy. The emoji with the with the with the with the head exploding. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a deep one. So I, I hope our listeners enjoy that story, and hopefully, they're able to take something from that. As far as um, you know, don't. You know one if you plan on getting married get counseling if you're in, in in a marriage and if it's not working get counseling and listen to the counselors you know because you know we didn't do that and I, I think I think I could have avoided I could have avoided all of this if I would have listened and you know it was funny because my mother used to say all the time <laughs> I don't listen my, my I hear too. you yeah <laughs> she was so right I was a hard-headed kid and you know, I, I went through so many things because of being so hard-headed, but you know, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful to God that um, that I was able to listen to Him finally and and get drawn closer to the path that He that He has me on. Now, you know, I, I do have something a little special for the listeners. Hopefully, if they're still on mm-hmm. and listening to us, we sure appreciate it. I have actually have a letter okay. that I want to read. Actually, a letter from okay. from God, believe it or not, and um, I think it's, I think it's pretty powerful. So I'm going to try to read this, and hopefully, everyone okay. can get a good understanding of this. Okay. So this letter is from God to not just myself, but to to you, Stacia T, and to all of our listeners. Okay. Do you know that I love you more than you could ever imagine? In fact, before I created the universe, I had you in mind. There has never been nor will ever be another you. Your talents and personality were given exclusively to you. And they are what make you special and unique to me. I love it when you do that special thing that you do to see you smile and enjoying life brings me great pleasure. Now, I know that life isn't always easy. And at times you found it tough, tougher than you ever expected. In some of the dreams you dared to dream, like That one big dream that only you know about, that you never fulfilled? It may seem silly now, or even impossible. Or is it too late? But don't give up. Life isn't over yet. I still have big plans for you. I've also noticed your disappointment when you think about that big disappointment in your life you know about but don't worry I'm greater than that problem or any problem you have ever dealt with I am greater than your hurts and your failures I am greater than your disappointments and your fears I am trust me so here is what I want to say to you come to me and I will carry you. I really mean it. You don't have to do this on your own. I will carry you when the weight of life gets too heavy. I will carry you when you're hurting and feeling alone in your pain. I will carry you when you're afraid and not sure which way to turn. If you're ready, I'm ready just let me know. I love you more than you can imagine and I want the very best for your life. Love, your wow. heavenly father. <laughs> I thought that was so special of God to be able to give me that so I can read that to for myself and yeah, for us really and boring. for our I'm listeners. Thank you. I thought it was special. I thought it was real special. I know when I first read it, it touched me, and I felt like it's that de- definitely important for for that to be read on on this podcast, so the listeners can uh, get a, a sense of how we believe in God and that we believe that He That's is there for us.
1: Yeah. Whenever so. you put a smile on my face.
0: Yeah. Good I appreciate that It definitely makes me smile too And hopefully does the same for our listeners Yeah So on that note We're going to end this podcast This episode And we truly want to thank the listeners for listening And and once again we really Definitely thank the supporters Because you supporting us is a huge deal We appreciate appreciate that that Because it's
1: something that I'm I'm glad to be a part of
0: Amen Amen So Thanks again everyone for listening From me DJJJ J, J, And Stacia T We truly thank you and we look forward to Speaking with you On the right, next episode coming up now. soon Amen to that no problem, Thanks Dave. again and thank you
1: Stacia I appreciate it God bless you
0: alright Y'all have a wonderful night God bless